his cup of tea. Headless sponsors us because motherfucking shows don't grow on trees. Bitch. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Oh, an extra woo from you, Kathy. You must be exceptional. <laughs> now you're ready to rock and roll. Hello, Perverted Podcast listeners. This is Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording tonight from our pathetic solitary laptops in the midst of our pathetic solitary lives. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. And there you go back to dismal again. It's like you are literally bipolar tonight, Kathy. I don't know what to win with you. It doesn't matter what I do, I can't win. You're on, you're off, you're on. But let me tell you what you're not, Kathy. Do you know what you're not? What? You know what you don't have in your life right now is a burden that I currently have? (laughs) What? I look like a meth addict right now. You always look like a meth addict. You want to know why I look like a meth addict, Kathy? Well, you're going to tell me. You are correct, I'm going to tell you, because I'm a little fucking freaked out about it. I look like a meth addict because my face right now, Kathy, Kathy, I'm glad that Halloween is coming up because my new fucking name is Lepperstein. Ah, the, wait, let me guess. Let me guess now. The mosquitoes have gotten to you? No, even worse. See, Kathy, remember a couple of months ago when I got here and I said, oh, I'm having tingling in my fingers. And then, of course, Leah Spencer, who has like all the medical knowledge or whatever because of all her health problems. She's like, you're probably vitamin B12 deficient. And I'm like, oh, great. And so remember, she started sticking me with B12 shots and they were the needle was hanging out of my arm. Ha 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 ha. Big laughs, right? So then she starts giving me patches. And so she's like, wear your B12 patch. And I'm like, fine, I'll wear my B12 patch. And I've worn about fucking 10 of these things, Kathy. And Uh -uh. guess what I didn't know? A significant side effect of B12 is. Breaking out? Breaking out like a fucking meth addict, Kathy. I swear (laughs) to God, it looks so bad. The UPS guy tried to score drugs off me today. (laughs) Fucker took one look at me. One look, you know, he doesn't come close, you know, and he's got a mask, but I don't. I'm just coming outside. And he looks across the lawn and he sees my face and he's like, hey, can you get some shit? (laughs) It's bad, Kathy. It looks bad. Like, I don't want to leave the house. And what's worse is I'm also, it's like oily, like my skin, no matter how much I wash, no matter how much I bathe, not only do I look like a Leperstein meth addict. My head is oily because I'm bald. And so no matter how much I wash, I wash my head like 17 times a day, Kathy, with soap to get the oil off. And then five minutes later, I feel I feel like a fucking fish. I feel like a shitty mackerel. Is this a, a, a like a, are you having a reaction to it or are you just having too many of those fucking patches on your body? I don't know. It's not like I wear them like fucking an EKG or something. Well, maybe it's too much. Well, obviously it's too much. And obviously it's a, like literally my head is like slimy. I, <laughs> Kathy, if I got a running start 
if I got a running start, I swear to God, I could head fuck a dairy cow. <laughs> like I could literally just start from 20 feet away and run. And my fucking lubed up slime fish head would just literally penetrate. <laughs> I could fuck. Cacti, you could bend over and I could penetrate your vagina with my lubed up fucking skull. You know, I for this, I did not have kids because I did not want my vagina getting that enlarged. <laughs> Okay, I'm certainly not going to take something as large as your head in there. Are you telling me you got a big head? You do have a big head. Whatever. That knife helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. All right. For your peace of mind, we get permission (laughs) from everybody. I'm in a mood now. You put me in a mood. I'm sorry, Kathy. I didn't mean to talk to you for 15 minutes after we re-recorded the opening, the thing that the listeners won't hear. 15 minutes we sat there commiserating and talking. We're like, wait, weren't we supposed to be recording something? Well, you know, Kathy, we don't talk as much anymore. So it's kind of like, you know, this was our time and it just happens to be like literally in the middle of recording a show. You know, it's a lot lately. I'll come out of my room after two hours and my sister will be like, isn't the show only one hour? I'm all, yeah, Boogie and I started talking in the middle of the recording. (laughs) I have a post from Little Leo Beast. And right off the top, first of all, thanks to Trixie Bunny for tagging me on this one. But Little Leo Beast, I asked her for permission like six freaking months ago, thinking I'm going to save this one for the next time Bunny is on board and she can you know, weigh in. Cause usually if, if it's you and I talking, I'm the only one who's weighing in on what it's like to be even a, something of a little, right. I, I finally, I realized I'm just going to, you know, talk about this. You've been waiting long enough. You probably forgot rock and roll. It. Well, I mean, we have the experience and we will channel together the spirit of bunny and Mew and all of the other littles that, that we've played with and I've played with. And of course our experience, remember when we had the littles party, at threshold oh, for a while God. and it was a yes. no sex littles party and you you even showed up a couple times and as begrudgingly little, yes. <laughs> i have and i have as a little sung some sesame street so yes indeed right. oh that's right yeah. let's get into it then we, so we got enough post, we covered yeah we're good this post is called learning about littles open questions from a potential cg to the littles of fet life if anybody listening doesn't know cg is caregiver I know that uh, kinky people come up with different names for the opposite of little, but they always have some kind of caregiver or adult or somebody who, who takes care of them while they're in that little space. So this is what she wrote. Littles are probably the sub- subsection of kinksters, which I understand the least, and I would like to work on that. Now, I recently had a tea party. Uh, It was a lovely affair where myself and my pet shared tea with a carefully selected group of her stuffies, and I liked it much more than I expected to. I was surprised by just how completely charming it was, how angelic my pet looked with that childish innocence. Then we colored and watched cartoons, and it was generally a cute way to spend time with her and feel close to her. I come from a background of relatively severe child abuse. The details aren't really important, but the idea of doing anything which would call me back to feeling little or small or childlike is something that is violently against my interests. But being a caregiver comes naturally and easily, before I even had a name for it. 
Now I'm trying to explore this dynamic to understand it better and see where I fit into all of this. So first of all, kudos to you for exploring something that has a potential, right, Boogie, of, of giving you some major heebie-jeebies if, if you had to go through that kind of childhood. Absolutely. I told, I was like, I just, I did that, you do that little finger gun thing where you like point at the, <laughs> at the computer screen while you're reading it and you're like, I got gotcha. you <laughs> on board. I do the little eye thing, you know, where you do point at both your eyes and then back and forth. I did that a couple times while the poster, <laughs> while I was reading the post. I'm Nobody like, saw yes. it, but you did it. <laughs> yes. Well, she felt it. There's a camaraderie. Among those of us that had those alternative, we'll call them alternative happiness childhoods. And, uh, and so, yeah, absolutely. When it started coming time to be around littles and people that had those personalities. And, you know, I think I shared it even on the last show or something like that, where I had a partner that I was so confused about the term daddy. And, you know, so yeah, there was a lot of apprehension when it came time to start exploring with littles as a caregiver. Yeah. And just like her, I mean, actually, I would say that any, anybody who has littles in their community or, or you're a little, or, or, you know, someone who's a little, I would say that they're, uh, there's, they fall into two camps, basically, those that involve sexuality in their play and those who absolutely do not. Yeah. And uh, never the twain shall meet because those who don't want sexuality involved in their little uh, space, uh, I don't think are ever going to. I, I, you know, I got to say, this is just my experience. I have never met someone who falls squarely in one camp or another that enjoys in any way going over to the other side, even for a short time. It's a it's a pretty polarizing thing. I have experienced others, but I think in general, I may I may go with you in general, but I have experienced people that didn't give themselves permission to explore the sexuality because they had their own abuse or they had a lot of programming about how wrong it was and so forth. Cause I kind of started out in that way as more of the non-sexual daddy. And then, and it was because of all my own hangups. And then when some of my partners like corrupting bunny, of course, uh, one of, of a few, <laughs> that was like, I want to be a zygote, you know, um, and I want you to sexualize me. Um, mm. So there, I think in some cases people do, it really depends, but I do agree with you. There are some people that they're like, I just don't relate sexually to this headspace. I just want to be a little, I just want to color and feel safe and recapture or f- for the first time explore a happy childhood as an adult. Right. Uh, Okay. Now she did, um, what she did was she posted a series of questions at the end of her post um, in which she solicited answers from those who read it um, in an effort to better understand. I mean, I have to say her approach was great. She's, she's, you know, stepped out of the box and, and is trying something that, like I said, given her background, you would imagine she would want to stay far away from. She has found some joy in it. And now, like the true kink devotee that she is, she's out <laughs> to get information and find out all she needs to know what better way than to post something on FetLife and ask people to write in. So 
uh, you had mentioned it would be kind of fun to go over some of these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Ready, Boogie? Well, as we'll say, you and I have our opinions and the joy of reaching out to a large number of people to get a lot of different opinions is that means you have more choices. What Kathy and I are going to suggest may really connect with you and may absolutely not. And, and there are some boundaries that you're going to read. Like, like she doesn't want to talk about incest at all in this post, which of course is a large part of dark age play when you're doing uh daddy, little girl, mommy, boy, whatever, you know, all the combinations. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think we have some stuff to share. Let's dig into it. All right. Here's one. Do you feel nervous about talking about being little? Or, you know, in this case, for you, Boogie, anything having to do with being involved in little play as like a caregiver? A, yes. Do you feel nervous talking about that? Uh, well, I don't feel nervous talking about it in certain situations. But let me tell you, in small town Texas, I do tend to not walk out into the street and say, I'm a daddy and my girls dress up like little children and we do stuffies and then I do things. To no, no, I... It's a it's a time and place sensitive conversation to have because there is an incredible amount. And some of the other questions are going to deal with that later. The social stigma against age play is really, really strong in the association that obviously you're a child molester. If you participate in this or you're obviously very damaged and acting out an abusive childhood 100 percent of the time, which is absolutely also not true. So there are there is definitely time and a place to have these conversations and because yeah. it, it can be I mean, it, it can be detrimental, especially if you're somebody that, you know, is not all the way out. Even for me, as somebody who is completely out, I am still selective about where I talk about age play. Absolutely. Highly misunderstood. Definitely not a place, your jumping off point. If you're going to decide, talk to your family or friends about being kinky, tell them about your spanking. Do not tell them about little play <laughs> because that's going to go bad. I, I have uh. trouble doing it because it's so misunderstood. Um, child molestation, pedophilia are some of the worst things that uh, can occur to a child on this planet. It's a, even the words, we don't even like saying them. It's an absolutely horrible thing to have it equated with anything that you're doing as a, an innocent, free, playful thing is terrible. So with most of us who are into any kind of little play or, or like to be in that headspace or around people in that headspace, we don't discuss it. So I absolutely feel, would feel nervous about talking about being a little. So that was a good question. Uh, how about what are your favorite things to do when little? What, what oh, does yeah. Bunny and, what does Bunny do? Well, her stuffies. Stuffies and glitter are a big thing, I think. Let's not talk about glitter. I'm still partially traumatized. <laughs> From like literally a year of being homeless. And I think I'm still finding pieces of glitter in my car and storage. Totally believe it. Like it just, it just followed her like a trail. She, oh, glitter, fucking glitter. Oh my, why don't you go ahead and start with some of the things that, <laughs> that you like? Because once again, you, you go in and out of the little thing and your little is very different. So I'd like to hear the things that I know you love to sing Sesame Street. No matter what, you don't give a fuck. You'll stab a motherfucker if they get in the way <laughs> of you singing Sesame Street. 
That's right. And then you better sing it for me. I don't, I'm not a traditional little, I will say who, I'm not a huge fan of stuffies. I mean, I, I like them. The square unicorn piggy was absolutely fucking adorable. Uh, but I don't color. I don't do that stuff. I love watching cartoons. I love watching Sesame Street. I love eating cereal while I'm doing it because I like going back to that space where I'm sitting on the carpet in front of the TV, looking up, watching Looney Tunes. And I generally like just being a goofball. It's one of my favorite things about being with Creative Explorer is that even though I would not consider it 100% full on child, uh, any kind of little play or being childlike in any way, it is when I brat out or when I goof off, I goof off a lot more than I brat out. And he just finds it hilarious. He, he just laughs at everything I say. And I feel like a kid again, where nothing you say is bad and everything you say is wonderful. And, you know, your caregiver loves you and thinks that you're the best thing on the planet. And suddenly I find myself starting to feel like a little. And uh, to I will admit something that's not easy to admit. When I start to feel that way, I kind of squash that little in me down because I don't, I haven't fully embraced her yet. I think that's very honest of you to say. I think you've said that in the past. Yeah. And, uh, but you still have moments where she comes out a little bit. And yeah. I don't know. I, it comes out when it comes out and the environment will dictate when it comes out more, but I think a lot of people are at your level. So you are still experiencing things that it doesn't really matter what you call it. And I think that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. I guess we're just going to talk about it now. It, if you have an activity that you really want to do, like say, Oh, I really want to sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons. Like I did with a fucking, you know, the, the entire box of cocoa puffs, and and just like, you know, a little bit of milk and you're just stirring, you know, just that moment of Saturday morning cartoons. And you want to do that, but there's that voice in your head that's like, act your age, be a grown up, that's stupid, that's silly, you're an adult, pay your bills, blah, 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 blah. You know, just call it something different. You don't have to call things being a little, you don't have to call it a mommy or a daddy. You can just call yeah. it. I, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I have zero interest. One of the things that is, it, are all the little, the little uh, details that go into being a little that I don't like. I, I don't. I would never want to call Creative Explorer Daddy. That would fucking ruin it for me. <laughs> I don't think I could ever look at him in the face if it ever slipped out. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't let my little out so much. But the amount of times that we'll be hanging out and he'll ask me something and I'll just yell out. No! <laughs> no! And for no reason and he'll just start laughing. I don't know why I just went there. I think my little is starting to have too much fun during this post. <laughs> well, I I think it's actually awesome. And and this does bring up a point that you talk about you have a very specific well, you have a few different ways that you look at Creative Explorer, but daddy doesn't fit that and there is a risk in your mind that if you let him have that personality, that maybe it's going to take away from some of the other power exchange parts that you have. It so, is not, it's it's actually more than that. He and I are, are each such um, 
prickly characters. We're mm. we are boundary crazy. I don't want him crossing my boundaries at all, and he doesn't want me crossing his boundaries at all. And we we each have such a a fear of that happening and such a loathing of anybody telling us what to do that we're both very sensitive to it and careful to each other's stuff. So um I it, it there is a fear there, but it's it it's greatly mired down in in a sense of uh, Okay, and I just fucking lost my... Oh, goddammit, I was going to say <laughs> so something <in> a... <laughs> great! <laughs> Welcome to my daily world. <laughs> Welcome to the, the life uh, of slimy actually... fish oil head. <laughs> fish oil head. There's another question here, which actually you might be able to answer. Okay. Uh, she asks, what are mistakes that a new caregiver could make, which would be upsetting or which could strain the relationship? <laughs> Ah, 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 this is the time where Boogie the fucking dick comes out. Isn't what that did great? you do? Couldn't ever just get through something where people are like, Boogie, you're the best daddy ever. It's, no, it's not you, Boogie. It's not you. It's not. If you've listened to more than a couple episodes, you know, I'm a fucking train wreck. But um, but I do try and I do learn and I did improve. And it did take a number of times. The For me, the number one thing that I fucked up on, because I'm very manic and my head's constantly going, is committing to the character and understanding that even though I don't go into like little space and whatever, I'm still looking at it as kind of a role play. And I'm taking on the role of daddy and... And when Bunny, mostly Bunny, Mew never really, you know, Mew is very little-ish, but she's more middle than little. Bunny would go into the headspace and commit and go there. And I had a few other partners that could really commit to that little space to where they became very vulnerable and innocent in their, in their thinking. It is very important to remember that everything that I say as an adult, just like a regular mom or dad, has an effect on the kid. So if you're talking about heavy life stuff and people dying and shit that's happening in the news and you just like all of a sudden run off on a tangent, which I do obviously listen to the show, you can't do that in front of a little that's in little space. Because just like it's traumatic for a kid to hear about the fucked up world because they're trying to be safe and protected, you can't do that to the little. And there was a number of times where I was going through a lot of emotional stuff and we'd be kind of playing, but it'd be like a general play where I was just caregiving and she was coloring and doing things and and whatever. But then I'd start ranting about some shit that happened in my day and just it would literally fuck with her head. Right. And she'd be like, Daddy, I'm totally not. And it would just rip her right out of her little space. And if you do too much of it, there has to be a trust. There has to be a trust in that caregiver dynamic where if they're going to do something that society already says you're nuts for doing, you have to be the one to create that space for them that it's safe to let go. And if all of a sudden 
you're going in and talking about stuff that's not in line with what you would tell an actual child. Yeah. Then, then you can actually damage them and ruin that trust to where they won't let go in front of you anymore. Right. And that's, I was actually going to say something very similar. The, the type of caregiver you are is just as important as the type of little the person who's under your care is. Mm. Absolutely, 100%. You have to give thought to that. You have to discuss it with them. What kind of adult are they looking for? Are they looking for somebody to be very stern and very commanding? Or are they looking for someone to pet them, tell them how lovely they are, and all they want is that good stuff? That is super important in a little dynamic. You have to understand what they need from their adult, from their caregiver. So um, I know people who want that that stern. You know what? I just realized that kind of stern adult figure when you're doing little play. I've seen it a lot when it comes when they involve sexuality in it. Mm. Like I used to see that a lot when otherwise if it if if not, if the, when there was no sex involved in the relationship, in the in the dynamic, in that in that kind of play, it was usually the more loving, caring, where are all your stuffies, let's go color and listen to some Disney songs kind of adult that would be there. But that, you have to, you, like, just like you said, uh, you could totally fuck up your little if you, if you're not understanding what it is that they need from you. Agreed. So that's, that would be my, um, that's it. Do you want to do more? There's like three more. There's what does being little mean to you? Nah, let's go to the fucking thing. Go to the real. Let's go to the real question that's in there that I got seventeen answers for. Which one? All I have is one left. What is something you wish people understood more about littles? That is the question. Ah, well, we kind of talked about that, didn't we? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we we there's there's a lot. All right, there ahead. is a lot more to this uh, this question, and if I had six hours, I could talk just on this subject, just with this level of kink. But the first thing I would say that I wish people understood about Littles, age play, all of that type of thing, both sexual, non-sexual, but especially in regards to the sexuality. And this doesn't just go for being a little or age play. This goes for all types of sex. Peer pressure can't take away desire. It can only oppress it. You can tell people all you want, don't do this, this is bad, you're a bad person for doing this, and they may feel guilt and shame, but it's not going to stop the fact that that's something that they desire, that that's a part of them that's churning. Whether it's for good reasons, bad reasons, you know, talk to your therapist about that. But the reality is, if you're having desires, you can do two things. You can examine those desires to see whether or not there can be healthy ways that are consensual with you and your partner to act out your certain desires, or you can oppress and repress them. And then there's a higher instance of those manifesting into a negative non-consensual behavior, which we see on the news constantly. We've talked about this on the show. So I would like people to understand that no matter what you think about anybody's kink, or sexuality, it's not going to stop that desire. And to have open conversations about that actually help you find better solutions. Well said. 
I have seven more. <laughs> oh my god! I knew it. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> but I'm only gonna I'm only gonna do uh, the the second one that I think is really important that I wish people knew uh, that are outside of the kinky lifestyle or this type of play, and uh, and that's pretty much that. How am I gonna say this? <laughs> How am I going to say this, Kathy, in a way say it. that makes sense? I am attracted to an adult woman. If it's sexual, I am attracted to an adult woman in scenarios that are normally childlike and innocent. I am not attracted sexually to a child. I am attracted to an adult woman, and we're playing in this scenario where there's vulnerability and trust and it's cute and stuffies and marshmallows and things like that. It does not mean that everybody that is into the sexual side of age play secretly just wants to have sex with kids. Now I'm not saying that doesn't exist and I'm not saying that's not something that has to be talked about and addressed and, you know, find, you know, obviously that's a whole nother animal, but it doesn't mean that everyone that's into age play wants to rape kids. That would be number one on my list that people need to understand. But that goes in in line with anything that we do that skirts the edge of what society thinks is normal. If we're doing rape play or if we're doing any race play or anything like that that makes people nervous, um, there's always that very real chance that it, people will probably completely misunderstand and, and think that's what you want to do in real life. You know what, buddy? If it was something I wanted to do in real life, unfortunately, I'd be a crazy motherfucker, and I'd be doing it in real life. I wouldn't be pretending I'm doing it to get my rocks off. Yeah, there's a whole lot you can say after that. Yeah, <laughs> let's not. <laughs> there's a whole lot you can say after that. And once again, you can't stop a psychopath or a, a predator with words. You know, you have to take away their opportunity to hurt somebody. That has to be done, and that comes down to laws and protection and education and teaching people how to recognize when somebody is trying to take that advantage over you so they can assault you. That's an entirely gigantic thing, but the fact that we talk about it with the people that aren't necessarily there to assault, but they just don't know how to handle the feelings that they have, that's where being open and honest about it and not being judged and lose your job because you have a desire to fuck somebody while they're wearing a diaper or they have their hair in pigtails. Um, you know, if we can't have those conversations, then, then we keep that down and we don't ever find positive solutions. Right. This was a very uncomfortable topic. I thought it would be actually very fun. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm feeling very like, what did I just say? What did I just say? Am I gonna, I'm going to listen to this, and I'm going to be like, what did I just say? You better not edit this out. It was all good stuff, stuff that people need to hear. No, we'll say it. I mean, what's the worst they're going to have? They're going to fucking kill me. They'll, I'm in Texas. Break down our doors and <laughs> I'm and in Texas, Kathy. Put us in black bags. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Stop advertising where you are, for Christ's sake. Well, Texas is a big state. <laughs> Notice it's I'm not going to say where I am. Is a zebra labia all covered with stripes? Seek our godly wisdom on some fucking advice. Ah, that's it. We have godly, well, 
that wasn't godly wisdom we were handing out a short while ago, but well, it's going to be godly now. What the hell are we talking about? We're talking about Jeff, who wrote to us and asked us a question. He said, uh, Camp Boogie and Kathy, firstly, I want to thank you for your podcast. It was great when I found it because it let me know that I'm not a bad person just because of my likes and kinks. I've had some very bad experiences when I have tried to open up after someone has asked me about fantasies or kinks. So your show let me know that not everyone has such negative opinions about BDSM and kinks. And I wanted to thank you for that. Well, that's You're actually welcome, very fitting. Jeff, that's great. That is, that. isn't it? Look at that. We just talked about this shit. I didn't even plan that. We're relevant. <laughs> that's I'm just guessing. called a happy accident in production. That's what it is. Okay. He says, secondly, I was wondering if there are books or other resources that are geared specifically towards <laughs> dominance. There are tons for submissives, but nothing geared for doms. I'm part of a locals group. And when I ask about where to get information, the most frequent suggestion is talk to my sub. Don't get me wrong. Communication is vital to our relationship, but I need help keeping myself accountable to myself, my sub, to our relationship. Any resources or advice is more than welcome. Thank you again for all that you do and keep up the excellent work. Thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> that is so nice, but I have to laugh. I'm like, I so wanted to write you a letter going, Kathy, God damn it. Every time, don't read when people ask us for books. We're fucking tards. We don't read. We always sound stupid because we have no books to recommend. Ever. I 100% disagree with you. The reason why we answer these things, just because we don't have an answer, doesn't mean that the people who write to us don't deserve to hear what we have to say. All right. That's right. And I'm the just truth is, it's, funny. it's not that it's not that we don't read. I'm going to give you my opinion. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming you're very similar to me. It's not that I don't read about kink. It's just that there are not very many good books out there about it. In my opinion, the few that I have read, I've le read less than 10, with the exception of Jay Weissman's SM101, are absolute. They didn't help me that much. Let me, I won't be that rude. They did not help me that much. They don't have that much information to give me. And the reason is, I mean, look at our show, Boogie. You ask us a question about any topic having to do with kink, and there are so many different viewpoints to Canvas, so many different areas of that particular question that, that got asked to us that we could spend an entire show just talking about them. And that's the problem that I have with most BDSM books is that you're getting one motherfucker's opinion about what it is to be a dom or what it is to be a submissive or what it is to be a little. Unless you're looking for technical books like how to tie this knot, I have never had any good experience reading a BDSM or kink book. Well, Kathy, I don't read books other than fucking Dr. Seuss on occasion. With a oh, bowl brother. of cereal um, and a fucking pimpled face. But uh, I also agree there aren't as many great books. But because we've only read 10, we really can't say. I've read SM101, and it was pretty good. But, you know, some of the things are, you know, opinionated based on, you know, blah, 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 blah. And there's been lots of mixed reviews on that. And there's other good, so there's pieces of all the books that maybe have some good stuff in it. I'm never going to have good advice for anybody who wants, and believe me, I, I'm very much like this person. I like reading and I like 
being able, when I have a technical question, I love being able to refer to a book. But in this regard, the BDSM and kink community has failed me time and time again. I do not find good BDSM and kink books. I find that I get better and more varied information from fat life of all places the amount of groups and posts out there about every little thing give me more than i have ever learned outside of actually being at a play party or at a class i kind of agree with that and that's the only reason i was like yeah well maybe we don't have a lot of books to recommend and if there are great books out there that we just haven't seen you know by all means Send us a letter at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what books you've found that have, you know, we had Natisse come on and do some book reviews and, and we've tried. But in general, this is a show about experiences and opinions and and collaborative experiences in the actual lifestyle. So I'm never going to be able to recommend a book to someone, but I can recommend, just like you said, Kathy, get involved in the dominant groups. On FetLife, there's dozens and dozens of groups with hundreds and hundreds of people that are in that part of the power dynamic. So you can ask a lot of questions and get a lot of real-time experience. Some of it is going to be good, and some of it is going to be pure crap. But you're going to get a lot of it. Because I totally understand. Yes, it's important to talk to your your partners about their wants and desires, and and you can build a great power dynamic between the two of you, but there are certain things that neither of you know that somebody who is experienced in one or the other side of the dynamic is going to be able to give you a lot of insights to that. An experienced submissive who has years and years of experience in 24-7 DS relationships is going to have a lot more information than you're ever going to be able to discuss with your partner. Yeah. So FetLife is a great resource for that type of stuff. And once a pandemic lives, I mean, the, you can go to classes, the amount of, and, you, and they're not, I, I sincerely hope that this trend of having classes online continues because we've, we, you know, when we're not under these restrictions, have a lot of classes to choose from in our community, in our area, uh, but not everybody does. And I hope that they take note and start offering those kinds of online classes to uh, people who are in areas where they don't have a lot. I mean, look at this guy. He's going to his own, uh, whatever they are, their groups, and everybody is telling him the same thing. They're all in an echo chamber hearing hearing themselves give the same advice. No wonder he's looking for books. But troll through FetLife. Find the online classes that a lot of people are having these days. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's what he wanted to hear, but, you know, Whoever wants to hear what you and I have to say, Boogie, it always comes Shit. out bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it. yeah. Thanks for the nice words. So thanks for the nice words, and we'll repay it by not answering your question. <laughs> I think we gave good information. There's not a lot of books, but there is a lot of information. Don't undersell yourself and me. All, r- all right, I won't. Stop yelling at me. I will start from this end of the room with my greasy head, and I will head fuck you. Don't head fuck me, okay? Perverted mailbox, bitch, what you gotta say? Woohoo! How's that? <laughs> Amazon Princess wrote to us, if you can believe it. How long has it been since we heard from her? It seems to be a while. It does. She said, hi, Kathy and Boogie. Firstly, I miss Lois. 
Hope she's off on an exciting, slutty adventure and drops by to tell us about it. Really? <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing, you evil man. Oh, Lois. No, Lois. Uh, she goes on to say, secondly, you guys are so amazing, and I'm very grateful to have found this podcast and the Discord community that goes with it. Lastly, I'm hoping to use you to get to Bunny. Can you please pass this? Fa well, who isn't using us to get to Bunny? I mean, that's, I think, a general thing it that everybody's going to. Uh, it's very true. Can you please? True. She wants to know if we can pass this fanfic on to her. Lots of love all the way from New Zealand. Now, if, you did pass that on to her. Do a lot of people I did, really and give her And Bunny did read. Uh, for those of you that don't know what's going on, Bunny does our erotic fanfiction review. And she does a great job. She loves fanfiction. She loves eroticism. And so she's finally now, because she's done the segment a few times, people are now suggesting uh pieces for her to review and this one that princess sent was great bunny read it she's like oh my god this is fucking awesome i'd love to review it <laughs> so i think the next review is going to be this this one that amazon princess sent us cool all right well uh i don't mind being used to get to bunny i mean i think that's a great thing to put on my resume people use me to get to bunny it's actually not very flattering to us, Kathy. It kind of means we have no uh, substance of our own don't. and that we're just basically a door people have to push aside to get to something they really want. Well, sometimes you got to admit to the truth, Boogie. Maybe we are just a door. <laughs> I'm not a door! <laughs> I'm a fish! A greasy door. <laughs> a fucking pizza. I'm like that shitty pizza that you got to dab like 18 paper towels on before you eat it. Otherwise, it'll coat your stomach and you'll be sick for a month. Uh, oh, yeah. You, Don't I sell uh, myself? All right. Anyone want to fuck me? <laughs> all right. One more. Shayla wrote to us and she says, Boogie, you're super talented. I love the songs at the end of the shows. That's very nice. Of Thank her. you. And then she says, Kathy, I am jealous of your peegasm. I want that superpower. You know, first of all, Boogie, nobody has ever been jealous of anything relating to my orgasms in any way. So it's kind of cool to hear somebody say that, even though don't be that jealous. They're very minor peegasms. They're not minor. You said they were intense. I edited very that. I Very heard that over and over and over and over. You said, you know, they weren't like a regular orgasm, yeah. but they were pretty intense. Okay. All right. You fine, have a superpower. Fine. You have a superpower and no, other people I, want it. No. I refuse to admit it. No. All right. She says one other thing. She says, also, how's your uterus? Did I miss that follow-up? Did I not give you guys a follow-up on my betrayal of my uterus? <laughs> Your uterus has a trail? That sounds appetizing. <laughs> I said betrayal. Man, you hear the weirdest stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just like sludging down a hall with your Ew. uterus dragging behind you. I, I leave a slime trail behind. That's disgusting. So gross. You know what? My uterus, I after going through two very difficult attempts at a biopsy, very difficult and very painful. I finally talked to my primary care physician who informs me, you know, perimenopause, which is, you know, when you're first starting to go through menopause, can last two years and beyond, which would put me well into that time frame, which would mean that that period that I got was actually a period that really wasn't any need to have that. So <laughs> I still am I'm, I'm, I'm having a yearly um, 
transvaginal ultrasounds, transvaginal and transabdominal ultrasounds, which funnily enough, I'm due for in two weeks. They're going to look again because a good thing was when they were in there, they found out I had a cyst on one of my ovaries, which they want to keep an eye on because it's in a weird spot and it could actually twist and rupture. And that would be a really, really bad thing. So they're going to keep their eye on it. So there, that's the uh, follow up on my uterus. We'll see what happens. Yay! That's the end of show 280. Thank you all so much, you guys, for listening to the show and especially to our Patreon supporters for donating their their money so generously so that we can continue to save up and hopefully Boogie can get back into L.A. and we can find a place. Uh, don't forget to visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider donating five bucks to us if you give a fuck. And also... Again, my plea, I'm getting really low on uh, emails and stuff, so please write to us. I'm so needy. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. You know, you can tell us anything. We're such whores. I will read anything that you send us. I'm like walking down the street now before I go shopping. You know, everyone's wearing masks. I'm like, hey, do you have any kinky questions that you would ask somebody (laughs) if you were kinky? Excuse me, sir, ma'am, sir. Sir, anything? <laughs> Shit, brother. Cassie stop! <laughs> do you see, listeners, what Boogie has to do? Because I don't get emails. <laughs> I mean, it would hurt when they smack and hit me, but the oil on my head just makes it sheen right off. <laughs> and they just go flying across. <laughs> <It's> just literally <laughs> pull muscles in their arm. I just tried to smack you. Should have just asked a kinky just... question carries them across the street <laughs> that's well it. i guess I got... that's it other than that <laughs> that is about it thank you very much to our glorious show sponsor headley and all of our listeners big and small that we have big and small listeners just like wait all sizes is that what you're going for? Or little versus big? I just little. We have little, just teeny, tiny, bottle cap size listeners. That's, uh-huh. that's what we have. And we're just going to keep <laughs> rocking and rolling this all the way into next week where we'll see you. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Crank. Speed. Methamphetamine. Tweakity tweakers. So much fun till they steal your shit. Tweakers start projects that turn into piles. They never get finished, just reorganized once in a while. Snort another line to help you focus. I just needed to get these projects done. That's meth. They'll spend all night just to hang a light. You invent stupid shit, but you swear you're a genius. You're up for three days straight, masturbating a limp penis. You're picking your face like your skin is possessed. Hey, let's go rob my mom. That's meth. The paranoia will destroy your sanity fast. You speak to your houseplants in code because the government is listening. You sleep with duct tape all over your ass in case the aliens come visiting.
your kidneys are shot and you're fucking toothless. Your police record's long and you're socially useless. Better get help before it fries you to death. What happened to my life? That's meth. Why doesn't my family answer the phone when I call? That's meth. I'm gonna make a plan to get clean. That's meth. I just need a little more shit so I can make a plan to get clean. That's meth. 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 I, I just need to do this a few more times so I can get it just right. That's meth, that's meth, that's meth.